0: Name man.
1: And I'm Rock Beefchest, and you're listening to the Escapecraft Podcast. Where
0: we're joined this week by Walker. Howdy.
1: Don't everybody get nervous now. It's just Walker. He's just a normal guy. He can't actually hurt you. <laughs> okay.
0: First up, we have Tyrus bringing us the latest news in events and spot things that are happening in Escapecraft. What have you got, Tyrus?
2: Hi, as uh, many of you know, we've had some highly anticipated events going on recently at Escapecraft, including the Halloween Big Build. As we anticipated, the entries were of a very, very high standard this year. I'd say even better than last year's Big Build. And speaking on behalf of the judges, I'd say it was very, very tough to judge. We had a huge variety of builds, from the strange, uh, like a Comic Sans' haunted hamburger, to the incredible, like uh, Captain Nemo's haunted manor. But in the end, the prize of one month's royalty went to Minna the Cat and his exquisitely built stately home. Congratulations to Jawa Grunt and H.E.N.L. for getting second place, and to Captain Nemo f- for the third. We also had Rock Races. I know that at least one of the judges had been looking forward to seeing it run for quite a while. It's been ready for a long time. And although no one managed to claim the prize of an amazing sword, I'm sure everyone had a great time. Congratulations to Invernable for claiming first prize, and accordingly a month's royalty on the server. If you're desperate to join those lucky winners in a month's royalty, head to escapecraft.net slash store.php. Anyway, well done. We hope to see you at some of our upcoming events.
1: As always, thanks a lot, Tyrus, for that uh, update onto the upcoming events. If anybody's interested, you could always look on our server in the events section to determine what's coming up and what you might be interested in participating in.
0: This week, we'll be looking at some of the worst games that we've played. The only rule being that we have to have played them.
1: And we're not going to talk about the Superman 64s and the big Rig truckers of the world, because everybody knows those games are shit, and I don't think anybody's actually played any of them. This is more in line with the games that might have good parts, but we found to be woefully inept for other reasons. That said, if you find that you're a fan of one of the games that we discussed in this episode, I would kindly invite you to keep your opinion to yourself, because I don't care.
0: Back in the day, dark days of the PlayStation 2 when we had a lot of games that some of them were good, some of them were bad, and some of them were downright awful. But the game I'm going to be talking about had some good concepts, but some of the mechanics were awful. Some of you might recognise it as Onimusha Warlords, the first game in the Onimusha series. And have any of you heard of it, for that matter? Never played it.
1: I've heard of it. I've seen the, some stills from it, but I haven't had an opportunity to play it. And it sounds like I'm not missing anything.
0: Not in the first game, no. The first game, you get trucked into the middle of a of Japan with no sto- little to no story and a sword. You don't get any help uh, in terms of controls you just left fend for yourself and find out that's how the game works. The main dig that I have with Onimusha being that... It's one of those old games with save points. And Onimusha being a old hack and slash game, it is very, very easy to die. The controls in Onimusha being another one of the defining points of how bad it was. It was a D-pad control game. Where you can move forwards and backwards and you can turn around. You got no option to move to the left or to the right. This was not one of the best opportunities to fight an enemy, as you can imagine.
1: So what you're saying is you didn't have a control stick, you didn't have omnidirectional controls. You had that four way movement from back in the day and but you were attacked on all sides.
0: Yep, so basically the game was trying to kill you at every opportunity. Which was fun in some parts and annoying in every other.
1: So, what you're saying is if you weren't attacked from the north, south, east, or west, uh, you were screwed. If some guy decided to attack you from north, northeast, you had no way of defending yourself.
0: Yes, you had a way of defending yourself, but it was you require impeccable timing.
1: I bet you there are archers and the archers were always southwest. Were there archers?
0: Oh yes, lots and lots of archers. And they came in every single direction they could.
1: Nobody likes archers. Think about archers, I've always found that they are in all games, I mean every game that's set in any type of medieval or fantasy setting has archers. Always, it's always embarrassing to be killed by the archer. Heck, even in Minecraft. Yeah, anytime I've been killed by a skill, you just have a shame shame respawn, as I like to call it. shame spawn.
0: No, there is no shame in dying in Onimusha, because the health regeneration is non-existent. You have to do it by good old-fashioned potions. And if you die, then you die and go back to the last time you remembered to save, which might have been a while ago.
1: If you're anything like me, it was six hours ago when you put the game in, and had to create a save data
3: file. Pretty much. Sounds like a good recommendation not to play.
0: I wouldn't recommend playing the first one, no. The second, third, and fourth ones, they actually decided to, to realize that the rest of the world was using an a omnidirectional um, stick and booked up their ideas. Still kept the save points, which I'm still quite annoyed about but it's less of a bad game than it was.
1: All right. I have, uh, I have a bunch of games. I mean, I could talk forever about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Raphael's T-Rex arms, uh, then or the Electric Seaweed, or Mega Man's jumping into moving rooms, being killed instantly. But there's two games I really got to talk about because they're, they're awful. Uh, the Dead Rising series and The Sims. Dead Rising was a launch platform game for the Xbox 360. I remember when it came out, I was hyped for this game. I remember one still showed the main character standing on top of what looked like a UPS truck surrounded by a sea of zombies. And being a zombie fan, I was really quite stoked about this. It promised fantastic fun environments and all kinds of creative weapons and craziness and zombie action. But what it didn't tell you is it had a damn timer. So you'll be running around this mall, and it's a fun mall. There's all kinds of cool stores. There's a gun shop and toy stores, jewelry stores. But all the while, there's a timer leading you to the next mission. If that timer expires and you are not in the right place in the mall, guess what? Your game is over. You can't go any farther. The game creates a fantastic world and then punishes you for enjoying it. Anybody play this game? Or know about it, (laughs) I guess? (laughs)
0: Um, yes, I have both copies, the normal one and off the record. Didn't play them, though. Just not my type of game.
1: The timer's not even the worst part. The worst part is the weapon degradation. When you pick up a samurai sword and you're like, all right, I got a badass sword, I'm gonna chop some zombies up. Six zombies later, it breaks. Now, okay, swords might be a little fragile, all right? I'm not a sword expert. I don't claim to be a sword expert. But I should be able to pick up a baseball bat and be able to hit more than ten zombies before it breaks. Zombie skulls are really tough. So are baseball bats.
0: Zombie skulls are tougher.
1: I guess so. Well, maybe MythBusters needs to do an episode on that. I'm not gonna. If if they do, I might change my opinion. But for right now, I think a big chunk of wood should be able to kill more than ten zombies. And don't even get me started on the AI. What's the one thing you hate about almost all games universally? The worst thing games have ever done as a system. Anybody have a guess?
0: The menu screens?
1: Uh, Menu screens can be pretty bad. I'm talking uh, in-game. Now, one thing I can think of, except for, oh, quick-time events. Quick-time events suck, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about escort missions. When in what
3: game have you ever actually enjoyed an escort mission? Anybody? I'm trying to think of a game outside of an MMO that actually has an escort mission that I've had to deal with.
0: Yeah, um, I haven't played many escort missions in games at all. I think I might have had a game of Resident Evil, which is basically a a game's worth of escort mission.
1: Oh, that's Resident Evil Four. The entire game is an escort mission. The, uh, and it's, it suffered as a result. But this is, you find these survivors in the mall. So you go into a GameStop or a whatever the hell store it might be. Penny's, M- Macy's, whatever you Brits have. So you find this guy sitting in the store, and you grab her up, or him, and you say, Hey, follow me. The safe house is two doors down. You actually cannot possibly screw this up. They immediately walk out from the storefront, turn the exactly the wrong direction, tap the nearest zombie on the shoulder, and proceed to make out with him.
0: Ah, uh, zombie love. It's just what you need in those desolate environments of shop malls.
1: And everybody moves like a double amputee. Dead Rising 2 is just more of the same. And I was foolish enough to buy it. I thought, wow, maybe they would have taken some of the complaints about the first one to heart. Maybe they remove the timer. Maybe the escort missions aren't nearly as bad. Maybe the people who you're escorting actually have use, useful limbs. But no, it's all the same. They just created a new weapon system where you could take a broomstick and tie an octopus to it and make a smoke screen. The combinations are ridiculous, creating unpredictable results. And the weapons are useful for three hits again. I can't stress enough that if you... Don't want to be frustrated. Just avoid this horrible, horrible game.
3: Hey, yeah, uh, Rock. You mentioned The Sims, and I actually enjoyed playing the game for the first week or so.
1: You're kidding me. You actually enjoyed The Sims?
3: Well, I only played The Sims one, and it was involved. I had a rough time playing it starting off as a new character in the game. It, you know, it you spent so much time trying to, you know, make money, trying to clean your house, trying to feed yourself, trying to be social, I found I was skipping work just to get caught up on other things so I could get ahead in the game, and I still wasn't getting ahead in the game.
1: That creates a question in my mind. Uh, did you actually play it? You know, play it the way it's meant to be played, because I find The Sims to be more of a vengeful god simulator.
3: Now, I did that as well, but playing, starting off playing the game... I tried to play it as it was intended, and it was actually enjoyable other than it was very, very frustrating.
1: I tried to play the game. I tried. I really did. I created a family. I made them intelligent. I sent my kids to school. I became a rock star or whatever the hell my profession was. But in the end, it got so boring. So I ended up just dialing the intelligence of all my my Sims down to zero and filling the house full of stoves.
3: Well, that's always fun too. Either that are you know dropping the kid off into the swimming pool and taking the ladder out,
1: or inviting all the neighbors over and then taking all the doors off the
3: house—the ultimate party. But I only played it a week, and I was it looks like, I was getting really bored with it. You know, trying to play legitimately, I never got that far. I never got a kid, never got a wife or anything, just because I was struggling, just trying to keep up with the damn thing. And I finally just—I broke my my habit of trying to play the game by, you know, finding some cheat codes, getting unlimited money, and then, you know, eight hours later, I was completely bored with the game because I had everything.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the unlimited simoleons trick. There's simoleons in that game, I think, if memory serves. I think I grew tired of it about the third time that my character pissed on the floor. <laughs> I guess my main complaint was that why are we simulating what we do every day? I didn't see the game in it. It's a lot more fun to fill a room full of stoves with a couple of idiots and wait for nature to take its course. It's kind of like reality TV. The same reason I watch uh, shows like Survivor is the same reason I set fire to houses in Sims.
3: Well, I mean, think about it in other games that we play, like um, Age of Empires. It's kind of the same thing. You're just not controlling one person. You're controlling a civilization. But all you're doing is playing real life.
1: Maybe uh, Civilization a similar, really, similar argument. Agreed. But then again, in Civilization, I always called Godzilla over and, and brought the aliens down. I couldn't play Civilization either. Maybe I'm just not patient enough for this style of gaming.
3: I played, or tried to play, Star Trek Online. And I was in the beta. I was really excited about that. But as a precursor to that... To get into the beta, to get a guaranteed spot, I played in the beta for Champions Online, which was made by the same company, and it was supposed to be a superhero knockoff. The biggest problem with it was the gameplay, the engine uh, mechanics was just, it felt very choppy, very, just wasn't smooth, and playing Champions Online, I, I suffered through the beta for a couple of months on it, and it was okay. I mean, it was unique, it was a little different, but like I said, I couldn't get over the gameplay mechanics. Fast forward a few months, they finally removed, uh, brought out Star Trek Online, made by the same company. Launched, I all excited because I'm a big Trekkie. Got in my first ship, started flying, and it felt the exact same gameplay mechanics as Champions Online it was just flying the ship felt like I was flying a superhero through the terrain. And it was like, they seriously used the same engine for both, which it makes sense. You know, one company trying to, you know, make money and go the cheap way out. But I couldn't get over that simple mechanic of the, the ship flying through the, through the stars. It felt like I was just flying a superhero and it really didn't feel like I was a starship captain. I was, uh, in a Star Trek universe. It just felt like I was playing a bad superhero game.
1: Did it have that same sense that champions did that you weren't actually
3: flying, that the world was just moving around you? Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, you nailed that. That's exactly what it felt like. I never could put my finger on it before, but and you know, it was for a Star Trek game it was okay, but you know, I never subscribed to it. I I finished playing the beta. I was like, okay, that was a good waste of time, but you know, that, that taught me don't buy the game, and I understand it's free to play now, and maybe they fix things, I need to touch touch on it again, but it just it's what happens when companies you know, go out of business and another one buys it up to, you know, try to capitalize on the name, and it just is done cheaply, or in hurried, That's really what it felt like
1: Here's a question, did the game let you send red shirts to their death? No no? What the hell kind of Star Trek game is it if you can't send teams of red shirts to their untimely demise on
3: unfriendly planets? Now, you could go on away missions and go down there, but of course, you know, you're not wearing a red shirt, so you don't want to die. Other game I'd like to touch on is Planescape Torment. A friend of ours recommended this game highly. It's a great storyline. It's fun to play. I downloaded it off of good old games. I was excited. It's like, hey, this is Anytime a game comes highly recommended for me, I'm I'm always excited about it. It's like, hey, this is something I'm missing out. One, the graphics were terrible, and I don't know what year it came out. Uh, The storyline was supposed to be extraordinary, but starting off, it was mediocre. The gameplay mechanics were just sloppy. I don't know, maybe it's an indie game. I'm hoping it is, uh, because it was just, I played it for five minutes and had to put it down. It's like uh, That was a huge waste of my time and five bucks.
0: Have you told your friend of your, this friend of yours that it wasn't that good?
1: He didn't say friend of yours, he said friend of ours, like we're in the mob. Which leads me to believe this was somebody that we know.
3: Yes, it's somebody famous on our uh, community. Just trying to guess. Was it sneaky? No, the other famous person we have. Okay, I won't hold you in suspense any longer. It's Lord Mountbatten. So did you
1: tell him what you think of it? Nope, I just did. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Speaking of Lord, he, want, he had a message he wanted me to give to everybody listening. Um, I can't really repeat it because it was highly inappropriate. But uh, the gist was that the game Dark Sector, it should
3: possibly be avoided as it is awful. Public service announcement brought to you by EscapeCraft.
0: And that's all we've got for tonight. This has been M4 Numbers Man. Uh, Tyrus.
3: And Walker, thanks for having me.
1: And Rock Beef Chest. Thanks for listening. I'm off to play Halo 4.